Hebron, New Hampshire, Jeff. Population 627 people. Yeah, this is a small town. Sits on the north side of Newfound Lake. It's the kind of town where everyone, you know, knows everyone. Yeah, small town New England. A white steepled church, a town green, and well, not much else. <laughs> no, it's the kind of place a person could fly under the radar. Mm. I mean, who would look for you here? I could see how no one would pay much attention in a town like this. So imagine, if you will, that someone so notorious that he's known the world over moves into a cottage in town and stays here for months working on some dark, dark magic. Ray, we've come to Hebron, New Hampshire, to search for Alistair Crowley, the wickedest man in the world. Hey, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Ozier. Welcome to episode 311 of the New England Legends podcast. Thank you for joining us on our quest to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time. And we can't do it without you. If you've got a story lead for us, contact us anytime through our website. And while you're on the website, you can find access to all of our past podcast episodes, plus video segments from the New England Legends television series that you can watch right now on Amazon Prime and see all of the upcoming days for my band, the Pub Kings, and Jeff's Fall Story Tour. We'll go searching for the wickedest man in the world in Hebron, New Hampshire, right after this quick word from this sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Jeff, we're looking for the wickedest man in the world. Yeah, that's what they called Aleister Crowley. All right, so not wicked as in the, the New England slang. No, no. So n he's not the wickedest man in the world. He's, he's the wickedest man in the world. Now you get it. Okay, got it. Good. 
So I've heard of Alistair Crowley, and not just because of the 1980 Ozzy Osbourne song. Mr. Crowley, <laughs> what went on in your head? Oh, Mr. Crowley, did you talk to the dead? You fooled all the people <laughs> with magic. Yeah, you waited on Satan's call. I want to know what you meant. And then right here, Randy Rhodes would just slay a guitar solo. Classic song. About a real guy. Named Aleister Crowley. I thought Crowley was British. Yep, he was, absolutely. Born in 1875 in Warwickshire, England. Uh, but he's got a New England connection through a cottage right here in Hebron. Let's head down Church Lane. Okay, we just passed the Hebron Library. Yep, and our destination is the next house here on the left. So there's a white house with a white picket fence out front and what looks like a smaller guest house next to it. So the house was built in 1803, and it's under private ownership, so we'll just have to observe from the street here. And this house has a connection to Aleister Crowley? It does. So between 1913 and 1918, the house was owned by a psychic medium named Evangeline Adams. Now, she and Crowley collaborated on writing some books on astrology. Crowley stayed at this house for four months during a period of his life that he called Magic Retirement. Now, he claimed he did secret and arcane things inside this house during that time. So God knows what he opened up in there. God knows is right. Now, to find out more, let's head back to 1916 and meet Aleister Crowley. It's May of 1916 here in Hebron, New Hampshire. Woodrow Wilson is president of the United States, and the world is at war. Though there's pressure on the United States to enter the war, so far America has remained neutral. Hebron is small, quiet, it's a peaceful town. It's the perfect place for retreat, especially from war-torn Europe. Enter Aleister Crowley. Now, a little more about Aleister Crowley. He was born to a wealthy family in England. He grew up privileged and devoted himself to poetry, painting, writing, climbing mountains, philosophy, and occultism. Those are exactly the kind of things you can do when you don't need to have a real job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he founded a religion called Thelema. The word is an English translation to a Greek word meaning to will, wish, want, or purpose. The tenet of the faith comes from Crowley's most famous quote, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So basically, do anything you want, whenever you want. Well, you know, not exactly. I mean, sure, follow your bliss is a big part of the point, but that doesn't mean there's no repercussions for your actions, words, and your deeds. So if you punching me in the face is what thou wilt, I may punch back. Okay, that's fair. So Crowley studied the occult. He practiced ceremonial magic. He traveled the world studying various forms of mysticism and alchemy. He used drugs. He was openly bisexual. He spoke out against what he saw were social ills. Misfits of all kinds were drawn to him. He became a member of the Golden Dawn and actively promoted his writings and his new religion called Thelema. What is ceremonial magic? Okay, so Crowley would tell you it's the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. So basically, it's like part psychology, part philosophy, part alchemy. You have intent on something you want or a specific outcome, and you focus that intent through rituals, actions, and so on. All right. Now, what I know about alchemy is that it's this medieval sorcery where they tried to turn lesser metals into gold. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the beginning. If I could take some iron and turn it into gold by mixing it with chemicals and forcing my magical will on the metal... I mean, I'd be rich beyond belief. Now, as far as I know, no one was successful making lesser metals into gold, or we would have heard of it. True. Now, over the centuries, people like Crowley loved the idea of alchemy as more of a metaphor. So instead of trying to turn iron into gold, 
How about trying to turn parts of yourself into something better or trying to forge a new relationship with someone through ritual and magic or tapping into your own creativity? Got it. Got it. Okay. So to many, Crowley is a prophet. He's a visionary. But to most others, he's a kook at best and a dangerous devil worshiper at worst. And now he's moving into this cottage here in Hebron, New Hampshire to stay with his friend Evangeline Adams. Being a small town, folks around here mostly keep to themselves. Many have never heard of Alistair Crowley, so they pay Evangeline's guests little mind. Crowley quickly settles into his summer getaway. He spends time canoeing on the lake. He's taking in nature, pondering the universe, and working on rituals. He's heading into the woods. Let's follow him. Oh, what's he doing with that frog? I don't know. Uh, I don't like the looks of this. Oh, he's making a wooden cross out of some branches? Oh, man, this is awful. Oh, he's nailing the frog to the cross. I mean, he's literally crucifying the frog. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, now he's eating the frog. I don't get what crucifying a frog will get you, but I suppose he has his reasons. I mean, do what thou wilt, and thou may get salmonella. Back at the cottage in Hebron, Crowley is hard at work on his craft. He's performing sex magic and working on a ritual to end Christianity. End Christianity? I know, it's a bold endeavor. I'm not sure if the frog crucifixion played any part in the ritual. Well, I can guarantee you the frog will never become a Christian now. (laughs) That's a good point. Weeks go by and Crowley continues his rituals, his writing, his walks in the woods, and his canoe trips on the lake. At one point, Crowley writes he was visited by a strange fireball. Just another day in the life of a guy called the wickedest man in the world. After four months, Alistair Crowley packs up his things and ends his retreat ready to go make mischief in the world again. And that brings us back to today. Alistair Crowley died in 1947. He was 72 years old, but his writings and work became an inspiration for various counterculture movements, especially in the 1960s. So his legacy and his religion live on. And he cast some of those spells right here at this house in front of us. Do you think any of it was real? So, Ray, I know, like me, you were raised Catholic. You sat in church and watched the Mass. Ritual magicians will tell you that you've seen plenty of ritual magic. You watched the priest perform it at an altar. You watched the priest say spells and incantations over wine and flat crackers. You believed those spells and incantations turned that wine into the blood of Christ and the crackers into the body of Christ. So for the faithful, that magic works each and every week. And, of course, that's just one example. But I've never seen a priest crucify a frog. (laughs) I haven't either. And maybe that was Crowley's point. To be absurd at times, if not cruel. To make waves and ask if what he does is any stranger than what rabbis, priests, or imams do at their religious ceremonies. But when you attack specific religions like Christianity, some people take that personally. Yeah, yeah, they do. As if it's some fragile thing that could be brought down by one person— I mean, sometimes the faithful seem to have little faith. I feel like there's a lot of people today who are already on board with Crowley's mantra of do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Yeah, there are some people out there who live that way and seem oblivious to the consequences part. Still, it's worth mentioning that there are two follow-ups to that mantra. Two more tenets of the religion that really don't get mentioned enough. Part two is love is the law, love under will. And part three is every man and every woman is a star. And we thank your star for riding along with us every week. 
New legends every Thursday at noon and from the vault with new commentary every Monday. And that takes us to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into this week's story and often veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. This legendary group of people help us financially with all of our show expenses. They get early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. They get access to us, too. We love responding to Q&As in our extra episodes. If you can help the cause... We'd appreciate it. Just head over to patreon.com slash New England Legends to sign up. If you'd like to see some pictures of Aleister Crowley and this Hebron cottage, click on the link in the episode description or go to our website and click on episode 311. Witchcraft. Magic. Yeah, you know what? Because he was the the uh, subject of a very popular song, you, mm. you, sometimes it's hard to believe that this guy actually existed. Oh yeah, you know, you think of him as a fictional character, but no, he was he was real. He was real. Tons of pictures of him doing weird things. Um, he was. Uh, I don't. Even, you know, sometimes you wonder: is it weird for the sake of weird, or is it uh, more of just uh, really trying to like stand out? And people who have stood out, we've talked about plenty of people who have stood out. Mm. The eccentrics, right? Sure. Um, but he was trying to make waves. I think he was trying to like shock you know, value perhaps, or really believed in what he was talking about both. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe just realizing like the only way to affect change is to really like shake people up. Well, life can be rather boring at times too. So, you <laughs> know, if, if you take on this kind of persona, yeah. you're, you're going to get attention. He was a nonconformist, uh, from the beginning to I like the end. That. Yeah, for I, sure. I guess the only thing I don't, uh, I don't uh, appreciate is the devil worshiping and the, the witchcraft to a certain extent. So devil worshiping, I don't think he was worshiping the devil. I don't appreciate torturing animals. Well, that too. That's yeah. pretty messed up. But um, but I don't think he was worshiping the devil. But people on the outside sure thought he was. Sure. Right? Like, oh, you're definitely not one of us. And what you're doing is witchcraft. Now, we've used the word witchcraft, we, society, mm. for many, many centuries, right? Like, oh, you don't you don't like what the preacher has to say? Well, that's that's what a witch would say, right? Right. Oh, she's well, a witch. Burner, burner. Build a bridge out of her. <laughs> Welcome to 1692 Salem, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we use it to other people, yeah. where we say like, okay, you know, you're 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 not with us. You're on the outside, so you're another. Um, but interestingly, you know, when you talk about witchcraft and magic, and I'm sure some of this these subjects made some people uncomfortable listening to it. Mm. And my friend Christian Day, who calls himself a warlock, um, but also a witch, he owns various witchy shops, including in Salem and New Orleans and so on. He's, he's an author and so on. But I love what he says about it. He said, um, he, he said, people get nervous about witchcraft and magic because they know it's real and it works. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't disagree with him. Right. And, and, and so if you're like, it's all, it's all just whatever it's just smoke and mirrors smoke you're, you're just kooky like yeah. that's all it is if you really believe that then you would have no problem with someone like at their altar mixing potions saying sure. bubble bubble toilet it. trouble yeah whatever yeah. you know like i mean but what if it works what if it works <laughs> and and let me take it further so we use the the catholic example which by the way like any any ritual magician will tell you like you've watched that every week Absolutely. that you went to church like it's just the priest did it not you right and you know the the incense and the holy water and all that other stuff this is ritual it's ritual it's spells or prayers yeah. we'd call them yeah. prayers um i like so how we gave everything a different name yeah well, in our religion we made it softer right it's a prayer it's a <laughs> but and by the way it's so interesting you know some of these um 
a lot of you went to them for healing. You're yeah. like, oh God, I'm sick, but I don't know where else to go. I'm going to go to the witch in the woods, or you go to the priest. You go to the priest. The priest says a prayer. The witch gives you some herbs and stuff that might actually help. Right, right, know? right, right. It, Instead of just like bow your head, yeah, and let's sit in silence for three minutes. Yeah, let's just, let's say some novenas and and uh, maybe that rash will go away. But the witch or the, uh, the the sorcerer is actually digging into the earth and like, right. oh, this will work, and maybe this and. So the incantations, by the way, I, I, I read this long ago, I forget which book, but it, it's, it's, so you, you hear about these spells and stuff, double, double, boil, trouble, mm. whatever. Part of that was because they needed the stuff to cook for a specific amount of time. And they didn't have clocks. They didn't have. They didn't have timers like we do. They didn't like they timed oh, it with a spell. Ray, I'm mixing this stuff. Hit the microwave for like three minutes, <laughs> right. right? Like so, Alexa, set timer for three minutes. Right. They they didn't have that, so you would. <laughs> starting now. All right. That was. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. Cancel. <laughs> okay, canceling your timer. Thank you. Great. I wonder how many people listen to this. <laughs> right. And it sorry. Off. Sorry, everyone. Uh, anyway, but uh, so uh, so I mean, how many how many people go there? And so you would say these these spells because that was how much time it had to cook. Mm-hmm. How long it took you to say this this incantation is how long it would cook. Um, but anyway, so so these these but you believed it worked, and sometimes it did. Like that, there was herbs and so on that mm-hmm. had healing properties, and and that's what you paid for. You believed it worked, and it it intimidates you because you don't have control over it. And so um, you know, uh, sports fans. Right? How many sports fans oh, are yeah. like, okay, I'm watching my my favorite team. Uh, the remote has to be on my left side. <laughs> right. I have to be wearing my team socks. Right. And my hat's got to be backwards. Yep. Right. And and then uh, the team tends to do better. Right. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. But we've all done it. I've told you, I had a friend that couldn't watch the game. Yeah. Biggest fan, uh, Pat's fan I ever met. Right. Couldn't watch the game. He had to be in the other room. Yeah. What? What a fan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wear the the, the the shirts and the hats and everything. Did but you see last night's game? game? No, no. Heard what it from of, the other room, but I couldn't what kind watch. Of fan, are you? <laughs> like, no, but I, I get it. And and so like we we think like, oh, if I just do this thing, it will affect the outcome of this thing. That obviously, you know, the Pats aren't like, all right, we're going in for the kick, and then the coach looks at the camera and goes. Is the remote on the left side of you, Ray? Like before, I have a feeling Ray's hat is on normal. Yeah. This isn't going to work right. for us. Turn it around. <laughs> Hurry up. Like This is a long kick. This is yeah. like 50 yards. Well, some people believe that if enough people do the same thing, what is that theory? Where, yeah, the where, intention of a group? Yeah. Like group prayer and stuff? Of course, if everybody wants the same thing, like if we're all focusing on the same idea, no, I, I'm not I'm not begrudging the power of prayer or religion or otherwise. I, I, there's, of course, like... Yeah, the, I just you, find that interesting. I'll begrudge it. But I, I find yeah. it interesting. But I think too, it's it's um it's the same sort of mechanics. You're focusing your intent, yeah. right? My intent is that I, I want to be a better person. I want to quit smoking. I want to do whatever. You know, like that's um. There's some people that do that in in church or with a, a priest or a rabbi or an imam. Other people want to like get their hands in it and mm-hmm. and be more act an act more active participant. Right. And um and if it doesn't fall into what most of society does, we call it witchcraft right. or, or ceremonial magic or you're on the outside or devil worship, which yeah. isn't really fair. You know, <laughs> sometimes people are like, this has nothing to do with the devil. I just, yeah. I find these herbs will actually soothe a rash. Right. Uh, it'll, it'll calm my stomach. It will, you know, whatever. So, um, no, that's, that's something that's, um, we, you know, it's just another way to, to keep people on the outside and we keep them on the outside until we need them. <laughs> right. Until you're like, I yeah. went to the doctor, I went to the priest that didn't work. I'm going to go see the witch in the woods and the witch last resort. Yeah. But the witch might fix you. Eats you. Puts you in an oven and eats <laughs> no, you. No, no, <laughs> Cause you pay the witch. It's we've a, seen, we've heard too many stories about yeah. kids getting stuffed in ovens. 
because we're still othering those people, yeah. right? We're still saying like, don't go talk to the witch in the woods. She's dangerous. She'll right. eat you. She might be like, I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like I, I have no interest in that. Yeah, I, the leaves that I find. Yeah. Like the I, plants. So, so I'm just saying like, that's, that's one of the many, many ways that we have always like tried to keep certain groups to the, to the way outside and we call them witches. And at some point, of course, the danger of that is that we kill them. Yeah. Right. That, that, it, I mean, it happened. Salem, it happened all over the world in yeah. various witch trials happens today where we say like, Oh, you're not with us. You're, Banishing people. We banish them. We yeah. cancel them. We do. all. But kinds we celebrate of them around October. We go, we, we flock to do. Salem. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. We have such a weird relationship with this, um, with this stuff that scares us, but in our heart of hearts, we also know there's something to it. Yeah. There's something very primal and real about it. And, um, and Alistair Crowley tapped into that. And this guy just stayed at this little house for four months in Hebron and, uh, and left a mark that it's becoming a bit of a landmark where you're like, Whoa, this guy who's reached legendary status the world over. Thank you, Ozzy. And <laughs> many others. And just cause he was there and doing some weird stuff. Mm. Um, we can't help but look twice when we go by the house. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts because it's free. And if you could tell others about us, that's how we grow. Post new episodes to your social media or shout it from the rooftops. It takes a community to find and bring you new stories each week. So we appreciate when you spread the word and post reviews for us. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you so much to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bizarre is closer than you think. 